0: You are now about to witness the awesome uh, a crushing uh, might Of the Eugene S. Robinson Show. Stop! The kid just fell asleep, so it's a quiet intro. Welcome, my friends, to a show that seemingly never ends. To Two, six. Let's start again. Two, two, six. (laughs) The Robinson Showstopper. I'm your host, Eugenius Robinson. Let's move this a little closer. Let me organize stuff here so that you guys don't have to see all my crap, except for the medals. All right, let me move the chair. Watch everything collapse. It's not working, right? All right, let me me try this. There we go. Less crap, more penis. I think we got it. Anyway, I'm your host, S. Robinson. This is 226. Let's do this. Perfect. Well, you still see this crap over my shoulder. It doesn't matter. We got a good show. Let Bob Riley sing us in as he sung us in since 2007. Stigmata intro all of nothing from the record Calling of the Just. Still available from Revelation Records from Huntington Beach, California, where they shoot your death in a nightclub, hit your car with a hammer, and run your mayor pro tem out of town. Listen, listen well. Well, I could not see so clear, but I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. or being paid back and for always nothing. Yeah, welcome, my friends. First of all, let me just start out the show with, would everyone here uh, uh, kindly step to the rear and let a winner lead the way? Yes, my hair is uncombed, but it doesn't need to be combed. I smashed, crushed, and destroyed the competition. I care, don't care this week. I'm not acting surprised. It's not like I haven't been there before. I just want to share that before we got into the commercials. Pinko, P-I-N-K-O, 95014 at yahoo.com. If you want a PayPal, Eugene-Robinson-28. I believe that is Venmo or Cash App. Can't keep it straight. Uh, Planet Oxbow all run together. If it's not Cash App, that's Venmo. Or the old fashioned way, PO Box 19271, Stanford, California, 94309, or through Patreon. Patreon.com slash the Stomper. And I need to add all the shows in there before the end of the month because I didn't do it. We had no bookings for July because it was all about look what you made me do, the substack, which you're if you're up on things, you've already gotten yours. You can subscribe for free to look what you made me do, the substack, and uh, it comes to you in the mail, and you could have read uh, what the hell I've been up to. Okay, so that's usually, if you watch a show, you know. If you don't watch a show, you're either a substack or maybe a show person. Sometimes you do both to your benefit. So I did take the week uh, 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 for uh, for uh, Care, Don't Care, but let me back up a bit. Let me back up a bit because I'm going to share stuff with you that – Look, there is, uh, in my mind, suddenly nothing more worthless than um, uh, Facebook. First of all, let's just start there. Let's, let me put a period at the end of that sentence. Uh, if you're in a position and need to sell stuff, it's very useful, which I still am, whether it's the books. Uh, what do I have here? You don't know what this is? This is empty people. It's a record I've done with Mr. Hernandez and others. I'm sure he wa- watches the show. I don't know if he wants me to mention his name right out. It's called Empty People. We recorded it a few years ago, uh, and it's finally got a label, and it's cool. So this is the kind of stuff that is useful to sell because nobody pays attention to flyers anymore, at polls, because most people who like this stuff can't afford to live in fucking cities anyway, so there are no polls they are walking by to see the flyers. So Facebook is useful for that. But one of the things that Facebook... If it, it creates a full sense of community. I'm not saying that's not a real sense, even though I use the word faux. Uh, and I, you know, I think that the the issue is um, it allows you to get closer in ways that are real, while at the same time maintaining distance that doesn't feel as real as it really is. By which I mean, I haven't borrowed money from anybody on Facebook and let they count themselves as friends. The point I'm trying to make is I've removed my birthday. From Facebook because I don't like a million people going. Oh, I want some. You know, you know. I let the dude know that he's appreciated somehow. I just leave some. You know, bird shit on his on his birthday and say happy birthday, Eugene. Without without much real effort. But by virtue of the fact that you tune into this show and listen and watch. I know some of you just listened on SoundCloud, I have to say, I am more than shocked and glad to be able to celebrate my 60th birthday seven days from now. Hard to believe I know with such a fetching haircut that I have and, and my overall air of usefulness and training jujitsu seven days a week and, so, and not being able to walk and, and, and whining and complaining when I do roll. It's hard to believe that I'm turning 60. In fact, my mother, I said sixty, and she goes, "What? What the? What the fuck? You're sixty? I remember when you were born." I go, "Yeah, let's all start cranking it back a, 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 a couple of uh, decades, because I don't. Who wants to live with that?" Some guy said, "Man, I in the kids' park. I thought you were like, I thought you were like forty five until I saw you walk." I said, "Hey, man, hey, hey, do doing jujitsu seven days a week. And people trying to kill me." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." So the point is, I turned 60, there was never a single point, there was never a single point in my life that I didn't think of 60 as old. But, you know, reflecting on stuff, (laughs) hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sleepy state, you got you some points Yeah, Maybe I abused myself over the years in ways that have resulted in things being as they are. But that's not the point. The point is, I'm happy to share with you that I am 60 next week and you guys tell me happy birthday. That'll make me happy. You don't have to. I'm just telling you. In other words, when I shit on people on Facebook for doing it, I'm not shitting on you. I don't need the fucking love. But I'm just telling you. So anyway, some of yous also had mercy on me last night. Uh, somehow tied it in. Usman's loss to a desire to send me cash. Uh, uh, Mr. R, Mr. R, uh, thank you for that. that. Dropped a nice fitty, fitty on me last night, yeah, even though uh, Usman was my win. I, there is no sadness in Mudville today. We'll get into that in a bit. Because uh, as usual, the the, the jump off point, the jump-off point is uh, is the substack for reasons that I'll explain later. You got to read the substack. I'm not going to go through. I'm not going to go through it uh, 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 point by point. But I, I go through some of the things that happen and some of the things I allude to at the end of the substack that I didn't talk about that I'm going to talk about here, which you will like. Okay, I'm just going to keep it brief. So, um. Let me see how I can tell without giving away giving away the farm. So I get a call from a guy. I'm not going to tell you who the guy is. The guy's connected, and I don't mean connected like the mob. I mean connected, like in the smoke up your ass land of Los Angeles, connected. And he says, "Hey, uh, didn't you have some deal with NBC Universal and the New York Times?" I said, "Yeah, you know I did." It's funny you should call and ask about that um, because the person that was most in touch with me and called me most readily and stayed in touch more actively, they laid off. They laid off a person who now I believe is a friend, Nina. They laid her off. He was like, great. Have you heard from them since? I go, funny you should mention it. I've been have my head so into the writing of this memoir, tentatively called Walking Across Dirty Water, Into Murderer's Row, or some such thing. I, I got to work on the title. I haven't really thought about But now you mentioned I haven't heard from them. And he goes, did you sign anything with them? I go, I did not. I signed nothing with them. I just figured NBC Universal, New York Times working together, who could go wrong? But now that you mentioned I haven't heard from them at all. He goes, hmm. Well, I'd like to reiterate our interest. Now there's a man that's after the apple. There's a man that's after the apple. You ever see sexy beast? You're gonna do it. No, I'm not, you're gonna do it. No, I'm not, you're gonna do it. No, I'm not, you're gonna do it. There is not so for some people, there is no such thing as no. No means no, yeah. Okay. Let me talk to you one thousand times from now and see how often you know there's some guys you know there's some guys out there who people who have had sex with them just because they didn't go away. There's some people who have had sex with me just because I didn't go away. I know somebody who had sex with somebody because the guy was like waiting until she got off from work, falling asleep. She could see him falling asleep. And she was like, guys, guys, this is motivated. Throw him a screw. All right. okay, okay." So I said, yeah, yeah, you know what? I signed nothing with them. I haven't heard from them. They can go fuck themselves. This is a story that's still developing. You know, I got these plates that are spinning out there. I don't really want to talk about, like the TV show, which is me, like kind of Anthony Bourdain-esque. And the different people, award-winning people, serious people. So I'm not going to queer to vibe or anything and so they say well okay have you signed anything i go yeah actually i did i signed for the feature film i go oh the feature film yeah yeah i did i signed this deal for the feature film and but those people are in touch with me all the time they're like they wishing me happy birthday they call, they text they call they call they text i read about them in the newspaper they're making deals they're meeting with and it was like oh well can you ask them and I was like, yeah, I mean, I'll throw my business your way. You guys, they, and they start listing the things that they've, you know, the things that they have put in action that they've sold and they were like winning, winning stuff. Mostly their podcast is a podcast company. And so I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I go back to the wonderful film people. If they said, Hey, Eugene, go fuck yourself. No, you signed something. You're going to stick to it. I'd have got you're right. I'm a man of my work. I Sign something, stick to it. But they were like, this is interesting. Let's go to our people at Creative Artists. I say this to counter because Endeavor, who also owns the Oopsie, is a competitor. So I was like, oh, see, I, didn't, I had no idea CAA was the, the power behind the throne on this deal that they're trying to put together for me. Cool. If they but blench, I know my course. Well, it takes a few days, more than I like. But I get a text and it says, hey, CAA is into it. Creative artist agency is into it. So I hooked them up together. This just happened like minutes ago. So I hooked them up together and said, here you guys are. Email, here you are. Let's make magic happen. I don't know. It's something I saw in the movies. The Hollywood people say, let's all jerk each other off until we blow loads. I mean, what? (laughs) I don't know what they say in LA, but there's some version of that, right? Uh, Um, so, so I, I, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about things. In fact, I'm thinking that's why I'm feeling good about things. And then I realize that's not why I'm feeling good about things. I'm feeling good about things because of what happened last night. And, 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 and this is the power to elevate that we talk about when we talk about the darkness that has descended over the Uzi this is this is this is the the light uh, uh you know what is it the, the expression the uh, uh hiding your your light behind your your light behind a bush that's what we're alluding to you know you can't hide your light behind a bush you can't you know deny a certain amount of greatness and and if we ask for a why could we last week we we're asking for a why and we always ask for these why's right? Like you know, like why with Hitler? Like why? I mean, you know, a hallucinatory anti-Semitism. Yeah, but but why? There's still there's still a why. I mean, clearly you knew these were human beings. Clear, yeah. you know, whatever kind of crazy. I, I oh lizard people. Okay, they might be lizard people, but right now they have hands and arms and legs and they're walking around. Uh, yeah, how you like behind a bushel? Yeah, so. Um, You got to, what, how do you, and so I start to figure out the bald one. What keeps a bald one there is not money, power, or fame. These are all nice access to Brazilian hookers. These are all nice. But what fundamentally keeps him there is the ability to do which he cannot, is the ability to affect and positively besmirch that which he cannot generate. The kind of purity that comes from a moment like last night. And he might try to piggyback on it and say, it is because of me and my efforts, my soul efforts, that you were able to experience this this purity. But it had nothing to do with you, bro. It had nothing to do with you. It's when I became a football fan. I was a football fan before. And I'm sitting in some bar and I look up and I have to say, it was Terrell Owens. Well, generally, I didn't have any time for it. I I still don't know anything about football. But I look up and he did something on, I'm sitting in the bar drinking and I look up, it's on the TV. I'm just hanging out with somebody or another. And I look up, actually, I think I was hanging out with my ex-wife. And I look up and uh, he did something amazing. He did something so amazing that I stopped what I was doing and and looked up and acknowledged that That was the most phenomenal thing I'd ever seen. Most phenomenal thing I had ever seen. Uh Um, so I I didn't become a fan, but I recognize it through all that stuff, through all of that bullshit, through all of that bullshit. I I I managed to get to touch the platonic triad of true, beautiful, and good. I was there. And last night, that's where I was. I knew all the stuff. All the stuff that Luke Cockhold had said the week before that had got my attention that made me desperately try to change my pick to him for no other reason but to support his efforts. I've been saying that for years, talking to guys I know who fought for the UFC, who've said, uh, "UFC," who've said, it's like having the worst girlfriend in the world. The guys who have worked in competing organizations go, we tried to be the anti ufc How? Just by being nice to people. Look. You might go to the Louvre and see some of the most classical works of art. You might take, get a docent led tour with the audio thing, with a little book and you walk through and you're looking at Michelangelo. You're looking at Picasso. You're looking at some of the most phenomenal works of art. But if I walk along with you and shit, each time we stop, oh, there's a Pieta. Oh, there's a, Look at look at the the, the fresco. From, look oh look at Guernica. and I just shit on next to every single one. It will affect the quality of your experience. But ultimately, 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 your worldview is tempered by this idea that 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 um it's tempered by the idea that what's good, true, and beautiful can never be touched by dogs. <laughs> yeah, and L- 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 Elway, I despise for no other reason. Yeah, well, we'll get into. You've already been into that, so that so somehow it's beyond the reach. You know, if you read Dante's Inferno, one of the most affecting things I thought in uh, Dante's Inferno uh, it, it was that. You go through the circles of hell, circles, not cycles, circles of hell. And in the bottom of it, it gets cold. It's not hot. It's cold. And embedded in waist high in ice is is Satan. And he's flapping his wings in this kind of, you know, dumb mockery of trying of some sort of version of escape. And the ice that's formed up to his waist is formed from the freezing of his tears. So his, he's crying and he's flapping his wings and it forms ice that embeds him in the earth where he's been thrown with the rebel angels. Uh, and he's crying ostensibly because of uh, uh, you know uh, separation from the eyes of God, the sight of God. This is just one man's interpretation, right? The point, the point, I'm, the parallel point that I'm trying to make is that what happened last night largely was beyond the, the grubby touches of that, do you understand? Do you understand? Let me explain. Let me give you an example of exactly what happened when you were watching that fight. And if you know, if you follow me on the Twitter machine, you know where I'm going with this. And the camera pulls out slightly. You do see that big, fat, poisonous fucking toad sitting there, cage side, looking at his phone. <laughs> now, maybe. I've, I've been cage side at the fights and I know looking this way at the cage is much less satisfying. If you go to the whole media row, everybody, usually celebrities, everybody, they're sitting like two feet, five feet, 10 feet away. And everybody's looking up at the jumbotron, right? They're looking up at the jumbotron. So maybe there's a possibility that the bald one is looking at the fight on his phone. Or maybe he was watching boxing. Or maybe he was texting Brazilian hookers. I don't know. But let me tell you something. Let me read the story of my friend Andre, any award-winning guy, Emmy, Emmy-winning Emmy actor Andre Brower, who went to see... Uh, who went to see uh, Ben Vereen. He didn't like Ben Vereen. He was not enjoying the show. Given the, the his seat, because he expected to like Ben Vereen, it was two rows off the stage and was center stage. And he's just sitting there thinking, man, I'm not so into this. And Ben Vereen starts a sing-along. And everybody's clapping. And Ben Vereen comes down to the audience. And he's like, "Yeah, you know, where people are singing the Candyman or whatever it is. And he looks down to Andre's face and grabs his hands and starts to move them together and looks into Andre's eyes and goes, clap. You've heard Charlie Murphy talking about attacking that football player who was paralyzed from the neck down. Cause he's sitting at Andre, uh, he's sitting at a uh, Eddie Murphy show, just trying to blanket eyes it wet, blanket eyes, a hater. So you're watching the most amazing thing that you've seen. This is like, that people have elevated into the, the ways in which humans can make angelic forms jealous. And you see that fat poisonous toad sitting there texting or looking at his phone. And <laughs> a lot of ways, this is like an analog for like, you know, kids with absent fathers are like doing everything to be noticed by dad. Hey, somebody just did a funny meme where, you know, when you want your coach to notice you and every time your coach notices you, you're getting smashed and you look away, you do something fantastic. And the coach looks back, you're getting smashed again. So it's like, ah, you got to just kill the guy you're rolling with. So there, look what you made me do. And the best thing about the, listen, this story goes deep and I don't even talk about this in the, in the, in the, in, the, in I talk about it on care. I don't care a little bit. I don't talk about it in the, in the sub stack because I hadn't even thought of it. But when I was in, in Birmingham, England, uh, with Bunuel uh, we stayed in this hotel near the venue uh, you know in Europe they it's, it's civilized to give hotels for bands and as a, you know, they give you lunch when you show up dinner and breakfast the next day so the hotel has breakfast and it was great the, the, at the night before it was like a 50 something dance party <laughs> I was like, I went in. I was like, I was about to go. Ha, look at all these fifty. These, uh, ooh, I fit in. <laughs> so next morning, I go to breakfast, and there's this. Um, he looked Indian to me, but he was actually uh, Caribbean. He said, um, "Not Indian Caribbean, but he was like from uh, Trinidad." The uh, cat light skin is I would have, if you saw him in the street. You would say, you saw him in the street in California, you would go Mexican guy. You saw him in the street in New York. We'll go, well, maybe he's a Trinidadian, whatever. And so go, guy says to me, he says, uh, uh, Hey man, you in the sport. I go, yeah. Why? He goes, you look like it. Which sport? I go, oh, the only sport I'm into is MMA. He goes, ah, guy starts talking to me. He's, he's a martial artist, lifelong martial artist, trains MMA. He, he, tra- and where does he train Leon Edwards, uh, uh, gym in Birmingham. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, here's my, here's my cousin or my niece. She trains there." shows me a picture of her niece with Edwards. And he goes, I think Edwards is going to, and I was like, get out of your fucking out of your mind. What are you talking about with that? He's not winning shit because it was a bad look, you know, that self-effacing thing with the." with, uh, you know, the Brits. Well, you, I mean, we haven't seen it with Darren Till or Bisping, but in general, especially Caribbean transplants, very polite, you know, nice. And I mean, why do you think he got caught with a three-piece in a soda? Why do they, he didn't expect that. You, you do realize like the first 10 years of my fighting life from the, like the age of 15 to 25, you know how many times I got punched up? I'm jawing with somebody and they walk back and I think, oh, he just wants to continue the argument, but doesn't want to have to holler. It took me until I was about 25 to realize, yo, dude's walking back. Start swinging. He's not coming back to congratulate you on your cravat. So he's just there. He says something that Masvidal, you know, who he perceives as trying to jump the line justifiably and gets popped. And then he becomes a figure of fun. He becomes a figure of fun. And they're trying to explain it in the press today. If you've read, well, he doesn't talk a lot. He got... That has nothing to do with that. He was not in charge of the narrative, and if you think the big fat poison is told was going to help, he's not. He's got nothing benefit to help. My benefit is to run to the nice, shiny, bright, good things and shit on them. So he was, and if you remember Eve Edwards or uh, who was doing the one of the comment, guest commentary guys, uh, 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 Din Thomas maybe, or even I can't remember. I think it was Din Thomas, and they said, Well, you yeah. see, so you notice he didn't look at his corner when he went back. That guy's that guy is racked riven with shame at his performance. And he was on his way to losing that fight. But let's call it, let's call it the Tishera paradox. Yeah, Din. And let's call it the Teixeira Paradox because I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about the Tishera paradox in that in that in that last round, that fifth round. Clearly, he uh, who's been lost. The first one, two, three, four, and I was like, and just as somebody says, Bisping says he could he could coast, and I go, well, a different. And then and then uh, uh, Hojo who looked like a member of the NAC, goes, oh, but he won't. Well, there's coasting and there's coasting. You know when I when I'm rolling jujitsu with people sometimes, and they go Eugene, why do you do that stupid shit? Like you know, if you're gonna pop up to knee on belly, you know, you put your your thumb in the throat instead of just you know holding down the shoulder. Why do you when you do shit like that? And I just look at it, you can go. I want the guy to know where he is, which comes from the fight book where that guy was. You know, his his sergeant in the San Francisco jail system was really pissed off. He just watched him walk this guy to the cell. He goes, what are you pissed off for?" He goes. You walk that guy down that hall, you walk anybody down that hall who's not wearing a badge, you let him know where he is. I put that thumb there on my chin and your eye socket, I'm letting you know where you are. So there's coasting and there's letting a guy know where he is. Which is a product of pride and as we know from Pulp Fiction, pride hurts. And what's best about this win... You didn't ever hear anybody say it was a fluke. He got lucky. He got in there. You can never. He had been trying that that the whole fight. Why do you think God gave me the strength to get to do this and denied you the same? He had been trying that setup the whole night. The left fall with the kick. And you look and you go, man. There were a couple of fights, like the one of the fights where the guy got hit, uh, uh, you know, Tyson Pedro. Against the other cat who shouldn't have even been there, you go, that was nothing. that was n- nothing. Let me tell you something. I've been hit in the right spot on the ear. if I let me if I was hit, if I was sitting in this chair and the guy who hit me hit me with the same amount of force that he hit me with when we were fighting, it would barely move my head. I said the same amount of force. I didn't say the same spot. Dude hit me in the same spot and everything. If he hit me in the same spot, what happened now, would happen what happened last time? Everything got swirly. It wasn't a lot of pressure. It was the right spot. Boom. I said, okay, I'm on on the ground. Come on. (laughs) I try to go tie up your legs. I'm not standing up again because I can't. I cannot. So, you know, in that, in that, the 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 Teixeira paradox, that last 60 seconds, where dude could have backed up, he could have showboated, could have done some flips, some splits, could have twerked, could have done anything. Yeah. And not only that, uh, Holly and, 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 uh, and, uh, uh Honda, Honda housey. I mean, um i'd like to i'd like to point to extra extra sport reasons as to why that happened like wrestlers always can't 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 gotta respect this stuff and okay they don't have wrestling in and they made this point in the comment they don't have wrestling in high school in in England you don't have the DC was saying. You might get better at wrestling, but you will never be better than a guy who's been doing this since he was six years old and has come up through, you know, a D1 wrestler. That he's never going to get that. You're never, it's just never going to happen. Similarly, with striking. Okay, you know, you got a tough guy, you could punch a tough guy a couple of different ways and nothing's going to happen. Similarly, with striking, that shit's magic and magical. Like the uh, 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 PD Welsh said, I right, interviewed for the Fight Book. To just electrocute somebody, and now uh, the Jerry thing—I don't give—I don't give him a hard time for that. Like I said on 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 Care Don't Care today, which comes out tomorrow, um, he 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 said that he would go up to fight here because look, the bald one comes out and says what I hate. The Boss Man says what I hate the most is fighters who don't take fights because they don't want to fight somebody. So you're the belt holder. You gotta address this. He's talking to me. What he's saying is, you suck for fucking up my, my my business. And so what you want to do, this is all this is all like what is it? How, how, does, a, how does a Jewish guy do business versus a gentile? Gentile say fuck it. Jewish guy says, fuck it, let's make this work. So he says, fuck it, let's make this work. How about this? To show you my heart's in the right place, I'll go fight light heavy but I'm not fighting Izzy okay now you got to understand that was tactical it wasn't like it wasn't like him sitting around thinking yeah I could go this I could light heavy I could go heavyweight because I walk around at that weight I gotta lose all this weight I'm getting older don't want to lose the weight I want to fight that was a sop for the bald man and it's a good one it's a good one he goes up to light heavy and loses who cares no skin off his nose So then, so then he he, he um it no, it wasn't a fluke. He tried the whole time, low low low, high, not even hard, right place, boom, dude goes down. And then he gets on the mic, and, and this was the glorious, the after fight speech. And he was like, "For anybody who's ever been in that position, nobody ever thought I'd amount to anything. You didn't see, and, and not you know who he was talking to, everybody." Because for, for the first, what are we talking now? Uh, 5, 10, 15, 20. Uh, uh, for the first 24 minutes of that fight, none of you thought I had a fucking chance. Huh? You of little faith, you pieces of shit. Look at me now. I started thinking of uh, Black Flag, my war, uh, side two. Nothing left inside. Look at me now. <laughs> uh-huh. Now, the world's his oyster. And, you know, suddenly, uh, 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 Masvidal's in there as well he should be. Get in there. But if the bald one, of course, wanting to shit on everything, says an immediate rematch. Yeah, you know, all that shit. The, the call with the mother. Me thinking about the guy at the hotel whose niece is there training with the guy and video from his school in Birmingham, which I was almost gonna wander by, but I, 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 had, I had to. Uh, I had to. Yeah, the first round. Yeah, um, I had. Uh, I had to leave, so I couldn't get over to his school. That was g- glorious. So listen, the bald one in an effort to shit next to the Pieta, What does he do? So there going to be an immediate rematch, uh, an immediate rematch, I guess, I guess. But what should really happen is I, I don't I don't even want to say should. Because. He fights the trilogy with Usman, and I don't believe he would win. So it's two to one, and now he's a man lost in the wilderness. And so he turns around from the executive level position that he's now in and he faces the rest of the field. Which would include, you know, if he fights Masvidal now and loses to Masvidal, then you lose any interest at all in the trilogy, maybe. So maybe it makes a lot of sense. But I don't trust that the Baldwin will make any choice that doesn't involve shit and greatness. You know, that that is the aspect of, by which he rubs his balls over everything that's good, pure, and true. Because there's none of that in in, in, in him, right? So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, I mean, there are a lot of ways to go with this. There are a lot of ways to go with this. Crappington is playing another card. Crappington Crapping have injuries sustained from this fight with uh, Masvidal. He has uh, um, he has no interest to in fight Masvidal again. That doesn't make any sense for him. But as these tables get shifted on the on the Titanic. Uh, he might he might ultimately end up with a good seat, so it makes sense to keep playing. Oh, I got the neck, the jaw, my watch, my neck, the jaw, my watch, the neck, with jaw. Though. Okay, fine, you sit out. So you know, Usman, what what could Usman do to 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 better? I uh, you know, I, who knows? I mean, <laughs> he work on his jujitsu, a little bit of stand up, do it as he as he would. I mean, the onus of 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 the onus of improving over the next few months before the before the rematch sits squarely on, on Edward's shoulder. Yes, he had planned that. But you know, like I said, open the door into your into your wheelhouse, not any more than you have to. But that's already been opened. If you don't think they're gonna start training for that shit in the next as soon as he gets back in the gym, you're wrong. So unless you come up unless you watch enough film and come up with something magical about Usman, you're done. You're done, 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 done. To fight Masvidal, maybe his legal troubles are over then. Maybe I don't think the Crappington holds any juice. It's it's a it's a talent rich division. Everybody gets some love. I like the way Usman dealt with it. All right, there there was a lot of a lot of class in the way he dealt with it. And uh, and it, 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 let's move on a little bit to the co-main. There's a lot of juice in this. There's a lot of juice in it. And if you're gonna, Eugene, comes out and, and, and Nate. It's too early to tell, but you know I'm gonna go with team old guys, so let's not even play around. Let's not even play around. Listen, yeah, Nate couldn't handle lightweight wrestlers. Correct. Um, but Nate's striking is is aces in the hole or striking in jujitsu. Wrestlers never pay attention to jiu-jitsu. The question is, is Hamzat strong enough so that doesn't make a difference to him? You know, I roll with people all the time. I roll with people all the time who, uh, who, uh, who put me in holds that would get me were they not outweighed by me by 60 pounds. Alternatively, if I am that much stronger than them, I just put two fingers in. If it's ghee, I just put two fingers in, and I look at them and start talking and saying, "Like, what are you trying to do?" Oh, here, oh, the fingers are bothering you. Well, let me take one out. I'll leave that one in the ghee. I'm styming you with one fucking finger. How does that make you feel? A sixty-year-old man is preventing your fucking collar choke with one finger. In fact, it's this finger. Aha! yeah. Yeah, that's that's how I am at jujitsu. <laughs> so, um, so uh, uh, yeah, listen, but uh, going going into the the main you people don't remember my history with with AKA goes back a long way. I'll give you I'll give you a little bit of, uh, of, of, of a refresher. Get Donna Shalela me on my own show. The refresher is me taking uh, after spending eight years in bullshit karate, competing in kempo karate. Deciding this is a bullshit. I get beaten in a competition by some guy who jumped up, very tall guy, like six foot five, jumped up and kept striking me on the top of the head and was scoring points. I was like, you could do that forever. It's not going to knock me out. Are you kidding me? This is bullshit. And the guy had just happened to tell me, you should train Muay Thai. It's a totally offensive art. I go, I never heard with this bullshit. Thai boxing. Oh, yeah, that I've heard of. Show up, train with this guy, Nemalia Bomwick, And who's this this handsome young man who's got this ISKA ranking? Javier Mendez. Oh. I mean, I'm one of the few people who remember when Javier was thin. This is shocking. (laughs) And so he's training there, and then one day I was like, where's Javier? So now he left. I just thought he left. You know, guys leave the gym all the time. I couldn't afford to pay for the lessons anymore. I went through a downturn. Was, I paid the guy, gave him a gun to pay for the lessons, and that lasted six months, given the price. I just had to go. And I find out, oh, obviously. So I end up at AKA. Incidentally, my oldest daughter took her first steps there. She figured out it's a mat. It's soft. I won't get hurt. She's 26. She'll be soon be 26. That's how long I've known, known those cats. And I remember back when... Um, where, where uh, Trevor Prangley was, they, they always had killers coming through that place. Starting with Brian, the Fury Johnstons, uh, 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 Paul, the polar bear of They had guys in that place who fought in UFC two, three, four, early on, early on were in the mix. And I remember every time, like I was here, like uh, Luke Cockhold was the, um, he was like the, like the forgotten man, you know? Everybody, nobody thought that this was a night of of prodigal sons. This was a night of Cain's, not Cain Velasquez, Cain versus Abel, getting some serious love. Yeah, if you read the fight book, you know about Brian Fury Johnson beating the crap out of me. That was funny. So, I, I mean, I literally, people are buzzing, they're like, Josh Thompson. They're talking to Josh Koscheck. There's Kane had just pulled in. DC had just pulled in. Both Kane and DC were on early versions of Knuckle Up. I, you know, it's I used to be friends with Kane's mom. You know, before she passed uh, from the interview I did in the early days, she would call me and ask me about his career and things that he could do. I was, yeah, I was in, and every time I go there, there would be like cocked, sitting on the apron of the ring, just kind of waiting for attention. Like nobody was like, "Yeah, whatever, dude. He's a surfer boy." Santa Cruz. This dude just waited and waited and waited like those guys that eventually get laid. They just like, they're just there. I remember at one point I was, uh, and I wrote about this recently, I was waiting for this woman to come around and uh, we had already had sex, but she already dumped me uh, because I started acting weird. It was partially my fault. And, and, um, and she dumped me. I was like, man, she's got it. And I remember I, I was sitting in a bar. I was 16. And I was sitting in a bar. And uh, a song came on the jukebox. I mean, keep in mind, New York, the drinking age was 18. You could sit in a bar at 16. And nobody bothered you. Get a beer and sit down. And uh, uh, time is on my side, came on the Rolling Stones. And I was like, I got a handful of quarters and put that on like seven times in a row. And I was like, time is on my side. And in the fullness of time in that connection, it ended up being very right. Much like Cockhole just waited it out, waited out fortune and eventually ended up being the guy. And people never really caught into him. But I always liked it because I remember that image of him sitting on the apron, swinging his feet, looking out into a room, a journalist talking to everybody else but him. You say, well, Eugene, you, you're a journalist. Why don't you talk to him? Because I wasn't there to work. I was fighting Kane at the time. That was my journalism. I was like, ah. I mean, I saw the dude. I had sympathy. But what am I going to do? I got, hey, bro, I'm fighting this beast who's trying to kill me. So so to see Cockhold get in there and and not only it was it was a 360 degree kind of perfection, you know, because who he was and who he is elementally was on full display all those years of being ignored and so on. And then, you know, the ignominiousness of, you know, the, the, the recent losses and the comedy and then the the thing, and then the the, uh, being at loggerheads with the bald one, all that stuff. He's like to Costa, fuck you. Boom, hit him with the left. It was really masterful. Somebody said, I think it was Brett Okamoto. Can we not have any more fights at, at altitude? Um, yeah, the altitude thing is a problem, but you know you gotta you gotta go where you gotta go. You knew there was gonna be that altitude, right? So fix it, deal, do, do, take care of this, do something. You don't be fucking hoping that you're gonna be able to breathe. You can't. You know, you ever go to a place with altitude, and then you suddenly like are doing something. Like my my my, uh, my ex wife lived in the high desert. Her family lived in uh, uh, high desert. And we go there and we start having sex. Sorry if my kids are listening. Yes, I had sex with your mother. Um, and I'd be like, I'm, I'm, I'm having a heart attack. I'm, I'm, I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> I go, oh, the air is thin. You don't think it's real? It is real. And that's not even Having sex is easy compared to dealing with somebody who's trying to kill you over 15 minutes or 25. But that doesn't matter. This was a true revealing moment. And it it was really perfect in that way. And Costa is never coming back. They can edit whatever kind of video clips they want to edit with Paulo Costa. He's never coming back. If you didn't know that when he showed up with the secret sauce and the Fokusada thing, if you didn't know that with him tweeting the wrong people, this horse and the cart, it gets away from you. His cart... Is rolling downhill, and the horses behind, eating grass, or trying to catch up. He's never coming back. Never, ever coming back. Now you got you got Whitaker coming up next week against against uh, uh, Vittori. We're not even talking about him against any of those guys, right? So you know, sometimes your head just goes. Yeah. Secret juice. Sometimes your head just goes, man. It's hard. It's hard. There's not a single person who's been on the fighter side of the equation. Who's ever said, I don't know what these guys are talking about. Not anybody who's been carrying the crown. Sean O'Malley's out there flapping his gums. Guys also ran near run. He's nobody. I know the cat from Montana who said, is, we don't have a lot of stuff to be happy about. And, uh, okay. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Boy, I, just, what can you do? I, you know, so, uh, um, so, uh, to see, to see, to see, to see, uh, to see a do his deal and then, and then correctly put a cap on it. He's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I want this to be better. You know, I want to leave in a different way, but I mean, fundamentally, he was just going, this doesn't meet my emotional needs anymore which is what all of us have been saying. You don't put together that Johnny Boney Johnny fight. You don't give us you don't intimate that we're going to have continued access to the beautiful, the true, the good. You're not going to be shitting by the Pietà or Guernica anymore. We're going to be you're going to be shitting by a Leroy Neiman and you want me to stay around for that? Look, I like Neiman, but I'm not standing there smelling your shit and looking at a Neiman. I'm not And I did, the reason I won is picking uh, uh, Marab Deneva uh, Shafatavili over Jose Aldo, which I hated doing. But something something about the Sarah Longo connection and Aljamain Sterling, that got me, that again, I turned turn my head around about it. But uh, I think, again, it was Brett Akimoto was saying, nobody won from that fight. You have fundamentally made life more difficult for the, your legendary sports star, Jose Aldo. Did you hear people when he came in? That's what, you, that's what you squandered and gambled away. For Marab, who's got what kind of upside? As much as he tried to rally the audience in the crowd, what? You think that type of... Okay, McKinney did that recently, but McKinney is mixing that up with submission attempts. What did you get for that? I got first place for that for that pick alone, but that doesn't give me any joy in Mudville. And typically, who's sitting behind something like that? You think we could blame Sean Shelby, also known as Keith. we could blame we could we we we, we could blame we we could blame him or we could ba- blame the big fat black bald poisonous toad. Who stink permeates uh, 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 this, this uh, 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 yeah, yeah, I don't fuck care, <laughs> all of these doings. Listen, I know you might think I'm overreacting, but I guarantee you there's nobody within the sound of my voice right now who doesn't understand and feel to their core that somehow the sport would be better off without the bald one. We don't have any real corollaries to measure it to. It was boxing better or worse without a, a Don King. Oh, you mentioned Don King. Everybody thinks thriller in Manila and only in America and a larger than life personality. So that we are, promotion-wise, we are in the Larry Holmes age of things where you got... Handful of promoters, you know, is Oscar De La Hoya, you give a shit about him. Is he the showman? I mean, we're the same place where as a nation, presidentially speaking, the Larry Holmes era. Yeah, yeah I know. You're like Joe, whatever, you know, coming after Trump. Like, like the man or not, who I did not like the man, never liked him. His shtick in New York, it was always was my first encounter was him not letting black people live in Star Red, one of his developments. I was like Star Wars City. But it was, it was an able follow-on entertainment-wise to, to, to you know, Obama. We understand and appreciate things based on their entertainment value. That's our medium of exchange with the world. What we eat, what we dress, what we wear, what we listen to. All media. We're in the last. So boxing is in the Larry Holmes era. Nobody gives a fuck about Bob Aaron. We know the name and coked up uh, Oscar de la Hoya. He could try to generate headlines, but does not. We don't have it. Don King was a showman. Stomping people to death or not, Was a showman could drive interest in the sport. I don't know anybody whose interest in MMA is driven by the bald one. I don't know people that new. But like we said last week, the end game for, for, for Mr. Shit by the Pieta is not MMA. Clearly, he wants with the Endeavor connection and the connection to Ari Emanuel. Yeah, he, he'd like to shit on movies, too. Because you shit on movies, you can shit on a lot of things. If the, if the movie's adapted from a book, you could fundamentally shit on the book. You could shit on the screenplay from the book. You could scre- shit on the screenplay writer. And if you're like from the Harvey Weinstein school, you could shit on the actors and actresses in the movie as well. The stink of your shit would permeate the globe. And I think that's the end game for cats like that. The terrible wonderfulness of evil. Flapping the wings, freezing the tears, That's it. 6-0. So um, Jose Aldo, Jose Aldo is still Jose Aldo. So yeah, you kind of decommissioned him a little bit, but you can't change the beautiful, the good, and the true, the platonic triad in that case. So we had a trio, a troika of greatness at the end that had nothing to do with the cat who was sitting as close as humanly possible to the fucking scene of the action. And what he was saying is, I'm looking at my phone. Bing. For those of you on SoundCloud, I just flipped a double bird. Bing. There you go. Fuck you. Oh, you're excited by this? You guys who paid $80 at home, uh, watching it on a janky fucking feed, goes out every 10 seconds, or, you know, you're sitting at the fight, you paid a few months' wages to get a close-up seat so you could sit next to Anthony Kiedis. Risk COVID. Fuck you. I'm watching the boxing match. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, Let's see, can I tell the story? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, t- I- I'll tell you a story. Uh, it's uh, you're used to outre sex stories on the show anyway. It's not going to damage your hearing. Well, I, I only really paused because somebody who was paying attention to me in a professional capacity, go, oh, I Googled you. I got yeah, whatever. Just, and I saw your show. I go, oh, <laughs> but if you're going to get 55 minutes in and, and uh, anyway, uh, back when I was doing Skull Game, the porno, the porn, the, the porno Yelp site it was or like it was like a cross between Yelp and the onion marginally existed to review porn for the interested parties, but at the same time we decided to have fun with it and made it a comedy site and at one point, I was reviewing um I was reviewing this porn, and typically you know I know it sounds like a lot of fun it was absolute misery, it was absolute misery to do it, and I'd already ducked the chance to do it with a hustler erotic video guide they needed editor in chief didn't do it, sidestepped it. So I would, you know, I would start the video, you know, reduce the screen, put it in the corner, so I could do everything else. And then, be, and anytime the video got my attention, then I would go, oh, it was a successful video. Somehow, I, you know, I cue into why it was that I was suddenly paying attention instead of typing. Else, what else I was typing, right? So there's this one I'm typing and I'm doing a review and putting the page together and doing all this stuff. Mac Avenue Skull Game was the full name. SkullGame.com was a short name. And I'm, you know, and I start to look at the scene. And it, the, the, you know, now we have these. Now the deal is like, oh, my stepmom, this whole weird familial incest thing that they people got stuck in in the couch. how many? you ever, I had a cat get stuck in the couch. She got stuck in the dishwasher. She got stuck under. The people are getting stuck at things that they have no in, never duplicated in nature. You never get stuck in these things, but this is what the piece was. And so this the trend back then, apparently as I'm watching this thing is this guy is like doing all the stuff to get down with this woman and she's completely bored, right? She's bored. And she's like, yeah, whatever. And so yeah, he starts having sex with her. And and she's just like, yeah, whatever. And I now instead of typing, like, I'm cued in. And then I started to remember, I, I was having sex with this woman, and she was, like, reading a book when I started. She goes, you can do whatever you want. I'm busy. I said, okay. And it was great. It had the frisson of a, of a, 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 it was a kind of a weirdly erotic, you know, because what she was, like, saying is, like, there's nothing that you're going to do. It's going to be more interesting than what I'm doing now. So keep trying, little boy. And so it was great to, to strive for that moment where she's got to drop the book, right? <laughs> because it's all too much, right? So And that's what happened in the video that I was watching. I was like, oh, man, this is a great video. So I wrote a good review for it. So But the bald one, that's not his end game. He's sitting there watching the fight like... I'm going to shit on this just because I can. What does that tell you about what you're watching? Technology is such that you don't have to watch any of that stuff live. Even if you place bets, you don't have to watch it live. Or alternatively, if you want to watch it live, you certainly have, you could have a bank of TV set there. So what you don't want everybody behind you to also watch. You don't want to DVR it. I don't know what the take. Now nah, I'm not so strong in technology things, whatever. You have, to, or how about sitting in a sky booth with, you know, you look at the fight, you do a cutaway to me in the sky. Or oh, does that make you seem like not a man of the people? Oh, great. I Cause I, I feel like you're a totally man of the people by not paying attention to the fight that I'm desperately paying attention to. You know what kind of conniptions I have to go through to watch the fight? My kid was, like, choking me with the – we're in bed trying to put her to sleep. She's choking me with the cable for the headphones because she's, she doesn't want to watch the fight. She wants to go to sleep, wants to watch a little cartoon. We watch very old cartoons. I'm not a TV guy with my kids, but I found some 1937 cartoons of Popeye that she just loves, and they're fantastic. Just weird and cool. So I, Popeye, Alibaba, I want to watch Alibaba. No, I'm not kidding. It's you know whatever three minutes of a cartoon before bed. He can't bet on the UFC fights. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, let's let's interview Amanda Nunes' new beach house. <laughs> this is it. This is it. <clears throat> See if that's the case. So, so it was a great night. There were other fights on the card that I did pick: uh, Romanoff against uh, whoever he fought. uh, 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 Marcin. I was sad to uh, pick against uh, Tabora. Tabora. I have this thing picking against the Polish home team, Tabora, and dude wins. But that, yeah, yeah, he didn't get the he didn't get the memo that he was supposed to lose that fight to the undefeated guy, and the other guy, undefeated guy, uh, uh, Romanoff was doing the jackanapes the second round, third round, to co- trying to cover for the fact that he was absolutely gassed. I don't know if you've ever been in that situation to be in the middle of a fight and get gassed like that. I was uh, sparring Jose Palacios and Kung Lee as the same, and they uh, and they were fleeing from me. It's in the space of one round, but they all they had to do was flee from me for four minutes, and they could see I was like dropping my hands. I was like, "Okay, give me, give me the next round." Like, no, this round's still going. Jack beat you down to the floor. Yep, that's what happens. You could, I could have done stuff like that to make believe I was still game, kind of like what Cockold was doing. But Cockold was still dangerous. So I, I, I got into it. Uh, what fight did I get into? I think Tyson Pedro. I saw. Um, I was at a party, a surprise party for dude. Lucas wanted me to mention him. Uh, So uh, he's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt who has aspirations of being a black belt. I've been training with him since he was a blue belt. And he thinks he's very much better than me. So for Lucas, this is for you. He said, "You know, we're rolling together, and you know all this stuff." And he's got that. I could, he could teach a class, and you know, tornado, the bermolo, the you know, imanari. I, I'm not so good with the names, but I, I could stymie you into frustration and insignificance, all while talking about your mother for six minutes after six minutes, and there's nothing you could do about it. You know, Kurt Osiander's finishes series. I love that one because, much like the bald one, the premise is: if you don't beat me, we both lose. So I don't fight to win; I fight for both of us to lose. All of you, are learning all these techniques for naught. So, in our, in my small way, in my small slice of heaven. I'm also shitting, but I'm not shitting next to great works of art. There's a big difference. Yeah, the, so people say, is that EJJ, the nose rub? Yeah. And then somebody said, what is all this weird shit that Costa, weird sexual shit that Costa pulls on? It's like, what are you talking about? It's not just Costa, it's the entire sport, the teabag. And it's, it's, it's something that men do to feel comfortable about all this weird closeness that we've got to deal with when you deal with, I mean, North, South. One of those heavy heavyweight, I think it was Tabura and the Romanov. At one point, the guy was north-south. That's not fun to be on the bottom in north-south. Listen, let me tell you something. Uh, I can't, can't tell this story. This, again, another Utrecht sex story. If you got kids in the room, get them out. You ever tried to be in a, a, a threesome situation in which there's a, a DP going on? Do the acronym, figure it out yourself. Right? One dude's got to be on the bottom. This is a fucked up place to be. The woman is on top of him, okay? Are her legs inside or outside? Because if the dude on the bottom and her legs are on the inside and your legs are on the outside, your legs got to touch his legs, and that's creepy. Okay, so it's got to be her, his legs, her legs, and then your legs. That's if you if because if you can't handle being on the bottom, you're out. So you're on the top. Given the size, if he's way bigger than she is, then you don't just see her; you see him under there. Creepy. Okay, these are things that you can manage when you manage something like a menage. When you're doing jujitsu and the guy's got north to south and he's jockeying for position, and you're dealing with this. That's no fun. I bring this up for no other reason but to say, we've reached the end of the show. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, every now and then we have something that doesn't make you feel like being such a fucking sucker for being part of this sport. And that's what we had. Despite the bought one's best efforts to shit on our time, the nose rub was fantastic. It was EJJ full on. But Monday afternoon, care don't care goes live. Check it out. Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night, if the shoes fit, Kidnate is back. The Kidnate, Alexi, me. Uh, if I get my shit together, we'll get it before Wednesday. The Vernon Reed piece on Wong Duty. Uh, if you follow me on the at, on the Twitter machine at Eugene S. Robinson, I will tweet it out. You can read it. Mike Patton is still on the charge, as is Sophia Chang, the woman who signed ODB and the Wu-Tang Clan. Just wrote a book called The Baddest Bitch in the Room. These are in the top top five uh, on Wong duty. So keep reading. Well, we we care, don't care. It's also, it looks back, but it looks forward to two weeks from now. So I'm not sure if they're going to do it tomorrow. They're going to wait a week. I am unsure. That's Steph's call. Try not to die. Next weekend we got a weekend off, so hey, you know what, you know what, enjoy yourselves. Who who, who said that? What was that? Uh, is this an Eddie Murphy skit? Oh, uh, when he's imitating his father, his or a stepfather. So uh, uh, anyway, uh, that's the show. This is two, a uh, two, six of the Eugene S. Robinson show. Stomper, try not to die between this week and last. Read the substack. Make others read it too. And uh, and let's keep this high going as long as we can. I'm going to try to keep it going through next Sunday because that was superlative this past weekend, despite the the bald one's fat, poisoned toad that he is attempts to ruin it. We'll see you soon. The kid is still sleeping. Look what your baby does!